0: okay so hello 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 we're your glamorous horror huns um i am one of your hosts v
1: and i'm meg the other host
0: yeah that's here today and every (laughs) other day that we do this (laughs) yeah so you know she she would like to check out mentally sometimes but no she is she's here here. she's here she's queer and she's here to fuck shit up (laughs) i was gonna say here queer and ready
1: to party but i mean i guess that also fits
0: i mean if you're partying you're fucking shit up let's face it
1: you could be that's yeah
0: correct from your parties do you fuck shit up
1: no i'm actually the type of person when (laughs) i will clean as i'm partying and if i'm drunk i clean so like everybody will walk into my kitchen is like why like where did all the food go i'm like i already put it away but i also will make people to go plates so if you ever come over to my house i will feed you and i will send you with food home
0: (laughs) bitch when i come to visit i will be sleeping in your spare room so you'll be like here's food to go just going to the spare room. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, in the last party that we had, two people ended up getting sick when I was there. So I was also like, do you need water? Do you need Pepto-Bismol? Do you need a fan? Do you need a cool rag? I got you. I'm 100% a mom friend.
0: Oh, bitch. I am the kind of person that when I get very drunk, I am very violently throwing up. Because okay. I cannot handle my alcohol for the life of me. Um, anyone can vouch for that. Any friend of mine can vouch for that. Like, I sometimes I can drink so much and won't be sick for the whole night. Or I can have two drinks and I will be violently sick. There's no in-between with me. It's probably
1: because of all the sugar. You like sugary drinks. So that just acts not good with your body when you're drunk. So that's probably why. But that's okay. I'll take
0: care of you. Oh, thanks, babe. I need, I need someone to hold my hair. <laughs> Well, up top, I'm going to go ahead and apologize
1: to anybody who's listening. I have super bad allergies right now um, and I don't have any allergy medicine because my car's in the shop and so I can't leave to go get allergy medicine, which I ran out of earlier this week. So I'm sorry if I'm sniffly and nasally and just generally yucky today.
0: Yeah, you were telling me before we started, the way you live sounds horrific for yeah. getting ill. I live in the Ohio Valley, so like
1: horrible for allergies. Um, Val didn't have any allergies when she moved here, and now she's allergic to cats and pollen, and like just it's not a vibe. And like anytime I would come back to Kentucky, um, when I lived in Texas, when I would visit, I would just be sick for like a week afterwards because of all of the post nasalness that was going on so fun
0: but yeah 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 you're really selling you know me wanting to visit
1: <laughs> I told you I'm the mom friend I'll get allergy medicine for you um it'll be fine we'll have a grand time
0: oh we will we will oh I, I didn't tell you this <laughs> before we get into our topic I was talking to my mum about you know um me wanting to eventually visit you and my mum was like oh so is there enough room for me as well? <laughs> like, yeah, your
1: mom can come. That's fine.
0: No, don't say that because she'll listen to this and invite herself on the first trip. I'm like, mom I've got to meet her first, and then the next trip you can come. She was like, yeah. She was like, the only reason I want to go is because they're crafting shops. So I was like, what? Hobby Lobby. She was like, yeah, they're crafting stuff. Fuck Hobby stuff. Lobby. Fuck Hobby Lobby. What? What? What did
1: they do? Hobby Lobby is Christian-owned, and they are very anti-LGBTQ. Uh, They're little homophobes over there, so um, we don't shop at Hobby Lobby. Val and I are, we are a Joanne's family. Oh, We coupon okay. at Joanne's, um, oh. but we also go to Michael's, but Joanne's. Sponsor okay. us. Thank you. Because <laughs> you know I have an Etsy shop, so like, I'm not lying to you, we probably go to Joanne's when we're crafting <laughs> at least once
0: if not up to three times a week my mum is gonna love hearing that because my mum loves crafting oh, loves
1: it We have a crafting closet so like we have a whole dedicated
0: closet to crafting um, oh, my mum's got like a whole space like I will show you she's got a big cricket she's got a little cricket she has got she wants to get the mug press <laughs> oh the mug press we are totally off topic right yeah now. <laughs> we're just talking about crafting because we don't really talk about it much like you know i love your shit i love the shit you craft like thank you it is top tier like when i can order stuff off you guys i do like
1: um i'm gonna give a little self plug my etsy shop should be open by the time that this episode drops it's called undead thread co so make like home decor and jewelry and i do have horror inspired pieces and then i also spoiler alert we'll have an evil dead sign um for sale probably sometime soon so yes
0: yeah uh i will make sure that i will do an instagram post and a tweet when their stuff goes live. So, you know, wow, if you want to if you want to support a small business between, you know, two queer little lovers. Yeah. They're the place to go and their shit pops. Oh my god, it
1: pops. <laughs> Speaking of pussy popping, um today's episode.
0: Oh. <laughs> Make that pussy from?
1: <laughs> yeah, because today we're going to be talking about Johnny Depp. Like <laughs> all johnny depp talk this episode i mean what a legend
0: uh he has just been in so many iconic things mm-hmm. and has been such a big part of most people's childhood like horror not horror he has just been there for everyone i think like he is yeah. truly top tier
1: he's such an incredible actor like not even just looking at his horror roles even though in this episode today we're going to exclusively be looking at horror roles because I mean obviously that's what this podcast is about (laughs) um but yeah I mean he's probably like most thought of I think as Jack Sparrow Mm -hmm. but I mean He's so good in everything that he does, and with everything that's been going on in the media about him right now, we just thought it's probably a good time to talk about this iconic, not only actor, but horror actor, so Mm -hmm. I'm excited to get into it today.
0: Me too, honestly. He, I would class him as a scream king, in a way, (laughs) because... He has just been in such iconic films. Some are a little questionable, which we'll get into, um, but others, oh my God, just... The way he changes his characteristic moves and the way he can morph into these different characters is just unseen. And he doesn't even have to do this stupid method acting shit. That just needs to stop. Yeah, method acting is so stupid to me. (laughs) It, It needs to fucking stop now. It was never right in the first place. If you have to do method acting, are you that good of an actor?
1: That's exactly what I was thinking. A good actor should be able to give a performance and allow it to be a performance. Mm -hmm. and that's it, and just completely separate yourself from the character. But each Johnny Depp role is so different from the next. I mean, I know that he is like kind of like a spooky king. I know that he is well known for doing kind of like a spooky, eerie type of role for obviously Tim Burton and Tim Burton's movies, but he is just so adaptable to each character that he plays. And he did get his start in the whole industry in a horror movie
0: yeah yeah which for some reason i don't know why i always forget that he is in elm street and in one of the most iconic scenes as well I, I know he gets eaten. Car- Glenn gets eaten by a bed. <laughs> yeah, with his TV. Oh, the crop top. I do apologize, to my manager. Now, Brian, I will be thirsting. I will be, you know, saying some things that might <laughs> might shock you. So I do apologize now, Brian. I really Yo. do. But that crop top. Oh
1: my god. He looked <gasps> fine as hell in that role.
0: Oh, he still looks fine now. He looked fine then. Oh my god.
1: But men. It is your time to bring back the crop tops. If you just go back and watch Elm Street 84. I mean, yeah, he looks mm. good. In mm-hmm. that bed scene. Ah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is something about it that is so goofy yet mm-hmm. so entertaining. I just, yeah.
0: I think that's with most of the Elm Street films though. Like they're goofy but also like what the fuck
1: um I didn't know like I've like he's a babe in this and I think on a previous episode I was like "Mm, Johnny Depp I don't know about it but then I watched a bunch of Johnny Depp stuff and I was like there are some roles back to him being adaptable that he is just fine as hell in but him Mm -hmm. as a normal person I'm not into his aesthetic good for you Mr. Depp but this movie he looked good.
0: <laughs> I... He is a very eccentric person in general. Like, when you hear him talk to people, and if you've watched some of the trial stuff, the, when he speaks, that is just him as a person. Like, he uses a lot of metaphors. He is just... you know He, he dresses in a very certain style. He talks in a very certain way. Like... And those kinds of people, I think, are some of the best actors. Like Helena Bon Carter, very kooky lady. One of the best actresses, I believe. Like um, Olivia Colman, very kooky person. An amazing actress.
1: I truly agree with that. Like some of the kind of weirdos or like you said, kooky people, just they can embody a role because they don't, not going to say that they don't care to kind of show off that weird side of them but like they don't they're like i know i'm weird let's just Mm -hmm. fucking slay this
0: and they can also do very serious roles like you know johnny depp in edward scissorhands yeah he was the portrayal of edward like the timid character yeah it's just so good and also the aesthetic of that film
1: I know that Edward Scissorhands isn't classed as a horror film. It's like a fantasy film. But, like, Johnny Depp just embodied spookiness almost in Mm -hmm. this. Like, I know that that was the whole thing. Like, he shouldn't technically be spooky. But, like, there was just... It was eerie. And they created such a recognizable character in Edward Scissorhands. Like, I hadn't seen that movie... Um, up until, like, a couple years ago, but I could exactly give you the imagery that came to mind when somebody spoke about Edward Scissorhands because of Johnny Depp.
0: Yeah, 100%. like, I didn't know
1: that Winona Ryder was in it, but, like, Vee Neal, who did makeup, and um, I think her name is Colleen Atwood, who did the costuming, like, everything about him was just kind of, like, off, but in a good way
0: i get you i get you and um one of the topics i want to do for an episode is films that aren't classed as horror but should be classed as horror and i think edward hand should be classed as family horror because the imagery of edward with the scars on his face and you know his scissor hands is you know when you see that as a child that is kind of like you know terrifying because you're like oh my god and like it's one of those things like would you have scissors for hands or you know yeah (laughs) sausages for feet like one of those things so kids have those kind of imagination like where you can imagine like what it would be like and then you have the visual representation in this film of it you're kind of like no thank you (laughs) i think i would actually off myself if i had scissors for hands I could not do anything.
1: I was going to say, like, he had those big wet eyes and, like, the scars and the hands. Like, Mm -hmm. it is, like, if you watch this as a kid, I feel like I would probably be scared. And also props to him for working with those gloves, because that could not have been easy.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. It's... You know, when some actors talk about, like, wearing prosthetics on their face, they're like, you know, you really have to find a way to learn to act with it, not around it, with it, and... Johnny, you know, is very much for that kind of thing, like wearing prosthetics, wearing, you know, these crazy things to make the character. And he works with the, you know, with the makeup, with the props. He doesn't work against them, he works with them. And that's why I think his portrayal of Edward Scissorhands is very iconic and does stand out a lot. No, it it
1: really does. And this film was beautiful, but I feel like he made it so much more than what the script was it hit just his portrayal of edward was just great
0: yeah you don't the two things that you talk about when you think of Edward's hands is johnny depp's portrayal and the cinematography
1: mm-hmm.
0: yes we're riders in it but she gets she does get overshadowed by johnny depp's portrayal and the cinematography of the film Those are the two main things for me for that film, and you know what? Props to Johnny. If you can be not only the star but overshadow one of like the biggest nineties actresses, mate, he He ate that up. (laughs) He did. He really did. (laughs) (laughs) I think though that
1: one of my personal favorite. Johnny Depp characters was Ichabod and Sleepy Hollow
0: yes and we've obviously mentioned Sleepy Hollow previously on this um, podcast because it was one of the films when I was growing up that scared the absolutely living shit out of me but watching it when I was you know a bit more grown up I was like damn Johnny Depp yeah (laughs) and
1: I've said before that Sleepy Hollow was almost the exact opposite for me. Um, it was a movie that I loved and watched a lot as a kid. And I it's, it's a movie that I watch probably once a year. He just played Ichabod so well. Like, he was inquisitive.
0: Oh, 100%. And I think Johnny Depp has got the face that he can do those sorts of, like, period, you know films and he doesn't look out of place like he in every film he's done which a lot of them are these kind of like eccentric gothic period pieces he he looks like he fits in that time with his facial structure and he embodies every single period that he plays in could you imagine if he was in bridgerton oh my god i've never watched bridgerton but i imagine johnny depp would fit Um... in
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was literally gonna say, I don't know anything about Bridgerton, so sure. Um, but if the movie is Johnnied up and it's like white and black, kind of like period, that sort of um color palette, I know that it's gonna be good. I'm mm-hmm. like, hmm, yes, ma'am. He just, ugh, I love, love, love him in this movie, like. He played him as, like, scared, but also brave, like, trying to figure this out. And I don't know. It was like he was fascinated by what was happening, but just nervous about, oh, shit, I'm going to have to figure this out. And that's just something that sticks with me throughout the movie.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he does such a great job in it because, like you said, it stuck with you. But you really empathize with the character and and uh, when an actor does that you know they're doing a great job and again this is a film from my childhood very nostalgic and you know what it ha- it's still it's, it just sticks with me like the way in this one he doesn't overshadow anyone I no feel. he fits in the character like all the actors seem like they gel very well together yeah like
1: that's the big thing i think about- that makes johnny depp such a great actor is he can not only be a scene stealer but he's also a great addition to an ensemble he just elevates everything that he's in but i love that he fainted so many times in this movie and tim burton went on record and was like yeah he's like the best on-screen fainter like
0: he's just the best at pretty much most things like i think I believe he tries to do most of it like in most of his own stunts. Like he did he the will, stunts in
1: this movie.
0: Yeah, I know he um did some did stunts for Pirates. Um so he's very much one of those actors that is very hands-on with mm-hmm. his character. Um not in like the Tom Cruise way, but like the smart kind of way, because Tom Cruise gets fucking injured all the fucking time when he does his own stunts. And plus, he's getting old now. He needs the fucking learn to when to give up. I think this is like the third episode <laughs> that we have talked shit about Tom Cruise in. Oh, uh, uh, Right. It's a little sidetrack. I went to see um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness last night. First trailer Ooh, came was on. That? Oh, it was so good. Anyway. <laughs> it was so good. But the first trailer that came on was for the new Top Gun movie. And my mum was like, oh, that looks really good. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to watch the old Top Gun and then watch this. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going with you. And she was like, I wasn't going to ask you. I was like, thank you. I'm I'm here for the Tom Cruise lockdown, honestly. What were we talking about? I forgot. Um, Johnny Depp oh, doing his own stunts. stunts. Yes. Right, right, right. Yes,
1: um, yes. But yeah, he did his own stunts in this. So like... When he was being dragged by that horse, like, he was literally being dragged by that horse. Like, he had to wear, like, bulletproof vests so he wouldn't get, like, obviously, like, burnt up up. (laughs) for being dragged Dragged by by a freaking horse. But I love that we are going on and saying how iconic this movie is, like, in both of our lives. It's such... Like, it's such a strong memory and gives us so many emotions, and Johnny Depp, I don't think, I read somewhere that he hasn't ever seen this movie because he felt like he gave a really bad performance in it, so he just doesn't want to watch himself act in it, and to me, I'm just like, that's crazy that we remember him so, like, we remember this movie so strongly because of him, and he's like, that's not my best performance,
0: And you know what? Praise to him. Like, you know, if he thinks that's a bad performance, I would hate to see what he thinks is an absolute shit performance because fuck me. Right? I've got no words, really. He is just, for me, up there with, like, you know, Tim Curry and stuff like that as one of those representations that I see of my childhood and what I saw on the screen and being an amazing... Actor and embodying so many different characters, and also the stories you hear about him being offset sort of thing just make just elevates it because not only on screen does he seem like a great guy, off screen, he's so polite, so nice to people, and people respect him. I've never heard a bad story about Johnny Depp on site, um, on on set, never.
1: He's just an admirable person, and like he seems humble about everything too he seems very down to earth like he's one of those people that i would just want to sit there and just listen to him talk about literally anything that he wanted to talk about because he just seems so effortlessly cool but like he never takes that for granted for a moment it seems
0: i don't think he realizes how much star power he has and how big and well respected he is um because you know when he um was in tusk um kevin smith was um t- t- i watched this video about kevin smith telling this story about johnny depp um you know being on tusk and he was like he just thought that johnny was gonna you know do like a voice cameo or stuff like that and um Kevin Smith got called to Johnny Depp's um, trailer and he was like, you know, only bad things happen when big stars call you to their trailers. And um, he entered the room. Johnny Depp turned around and he had the prosthetic nose on and he's like, what do you think? And Kevin was like, you don't have to wear a prosthetic nose. He was like, no, no, what do you think? And he's like, it it looks great. And And then Johnny just went, doesn't it look like a dick?
1: (laughs) Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) And then Kevin was like, yeah, it does. And then he was like, what do you think if we add like, you know, a big blue vein on the side and make it like have a slit on the top? And he was like, you want to wear a prosthetic dick nose in my movie? He was like, Tusk is the movie to do it, man.
1: Yes. Okay. I'm glad that we're going to talk about this movie because (laughs) first of all, fuck you, Kevin Smith. I love you, Kevin, but, like, what the actual fuck, dude? And, like, the funny thing about this movie is Johnny Depp. (laughs) I find his character, Guy Lapointe, I think is his name, so hilarious.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Tusk made me very uncomfortable
1: yeah, I mm. would love to do a whole yeah. episode on this because, yes, it made me so, like, ugh.
0: Yeah, I don't tend to get, like, uncomfortable with horror movies. There's any select, like, you know, things that make me uncomfortable with visuals. Um, and the visual in Tusk of Justin Long. For those of <laughs> you that are listening that have
1: never seen Tusk, I feel like it's a film... That you should... (laughs) Should only see once. Yes. (laughs) Because... It... It's It's an experience. Yeah. Yeah, It is an experience, and if you haven't seen it, Johnny Depp plays a... I think, like, a French-Canadian investigator, and he's just something else. Like, he's over-the-top and ridiculous. I mean, the accent, the nose...
0: Mm-hmm. the mustache mm-hmm. but he
1: was a scene stealer in this like the scenes that he was in were were amazing
0: yeah yeah he wasn't even in the film for that long and my no. god he was one like Meg said I also love Kevin Smith like I love pretty much most of his work right Task. Mm. yeah Johnny Depp is definitely one of the best things out of this um And, you know, the film in general is just so ridiculous. And the, you know, the plot line and the twists is just so out there. But it's worth watching it just for the few moments that Johnny Depp is on screen.
1: And, yeah, he is, I guess, kind of friends with Kevin Smith. Like, they've known each other for a long time because their daughters, Harley Quinn Smith and Lily Rose Depp, are, like, lifelong friends. So they just happen to know each other and the daughters are obviously featured in this movie they're the clerks which is like you know Kev's homage to clerks Mm -hmm. um but he pitched the role to Johnny Depp like just via text and was like hey would you want to do something like this and he was like yeah this is a 100% something that I would be interested in doing but this movie took like a couple weeks to shoot and Johnny Depp was only shooting for two days so like but in those scenes that he's done that he filmed in two days I mean the character is just unremarkable and I read on IMDb that the character was supposed to be Quentin Tarantino and then Quentin Tarantino turned it down I'm so fucking glad he
0: did could you imagine how different the character would be oh my god so different considering how ridiculous Johnny Depp was with his prosthetic and going, yeah, we'll make it just look like a big old dick with a blue vein down it. Could you imagine Quentin Tarantino doing that? No. No. He could never. He could never. And I am happy that he
1: was in this movie because we got to see more of him in the second installment. So it's supposed to be the Kevin Smith's True North trilogy, so like all centered in Canada. And the second one I
0: don't know if you've seen is Yoga Hosers, it's been on my watch list, but I've just never got around to watching it.
1: If you had feelings and emotions (laughs) about Tusk, no, if you had feelings and emotions about Tusk, Yoga Hosers is um, I truly want to know one what kevin smith was smoking when he wrote this and number two i would like to know if whoever greenlit this movie was also smoking with kevin smith because (laughs) the it is unexplainable how absolutely over the fucking top this movie is i mean it is i don't even think i could describe the storyline to you because the whole time i was sitting there looking at val like what the fuck? What the fuck? What the actual fuck? But Guy Lapointe was hilarious in this movie. Uh he had a huge mole in this one that would just each scene move around his face. <laughs> so like it would be like really close to his eye, and then it'd be on his chin, and then neon's cheek, and then it'd be on his nose. It was so freaking goofy. But like watching these films made me. Realize and just reminded me how much range he has as an actor. Like, he can go from Jack Sparrow to this weird ass detective to Ichabod to what is his name? I in Dark Shadows.
0: Oh, fuck. Hold on. Is it Bartholomew? I want to say yes. Barnabas. barnabas oh i think it's barnabas yeah i've got i'm his imdb page up um i've got to be scrolling for a little while so do bear with <laughs> um yes barnabas collins oh my god so, colin <laughs> did you
1: do you know this movie like you watched it
0: i have watched it i've I think I've watched it actually maybe twice or three times. I know it got shat on a lot when it first came out. Um, I think I just watched it because Johnny Depp was at it. I didn't actually... At this point, I didn't think I cared it was Tim Burton. I think I cared because it was Johnny Depp and Helena Carter. That's it. (laughs) That was literally it. But um, I... I didn't think it was bad, but it wasn't the best, and I didn't hate Johnny Depp's portrayal either. No, um, I thought that
1: I... he was funny and like spooky and weirdly sexual in this movie.
0: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah 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 yeah! I completely agree. Um, yeah. Um, I wish he had different hair. Yeah, but, but that—that's a
1: minute thing. <laughs> That wasn't his fault either.
0: No, no. I mean, we have been blessed with, you know, what we do in the shadows and, you know, the great hair that is in that show. So looking at Johnny Depp's hair in Dark Shadows, it's kind of like, well, why doesn't he have Nandor hair, you know? (laughs) Doesn't fit the character, but still.
1: Yeah, but his... Just his image in that movie. I rewatched it last weekend um, when we like officially were like, okay, we're gonna do Johnny Depp, and yeah. I legitimately did not remember a single thing about this movie because I saw it in theaters. So that was ten years ago because it came out in twenty twelve. So yeah, I didn't remember a fucking thing about it, but I remembered what his character looked like.
0: Yeah, and I remembered him yeah 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 yeah. um you know i remember michelle pfeiffer in it um uh, unfortunately Co grace moretz is in it so um anyway. i guess people know my was... thoughts and feelings on her
1: yeah she was interesting in this movie um yeah, she's interesting but... in most things but but big shouts to eva green in this movie I mean, her role was absolutely captivating. I loved her. Why are you laughing?
0: I swear. I swear. (laughs) Oh my God, I've not sunk over. Um, Anytime. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. There's always a connection to your fucking show. I feel like this podcast is bullying me into watching it. <laughs> I didn't even say anything about it. I literally
1: just I texted you gonna V and there. was like I just texted V and I was like, um, oh my god, I want to tell you something but I'm scared you're going to hate me. And I was like Eva Green, she's in Penny Dreadful, but like it's literally like Connections, like that fucking Charlie Day picture. I'm sorry, I just can't help it. It has connections to everything.
0: This podcast but is going to bully me into watching Petty
1: Dreadful. I swear. I I didn't even say anything. It was you that brought it up this time. So
0: Yeah, because I knew as soon as you were like, big shout out to Eva Green.
1: No, because what I was going to say was their scenes together were amazing, I thought. Like, you could feel, like, the loathing between them. Like, they had so... Much chemistry in this it was like a love hate love hate 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 relationship you know Mm -hmm. but just it made me realize like he truly I feel like looks at his romantic scene partners I don't know if I ever noticed that before but then I started looking through clips of him acting and I'm like damn he kind of is like making me heart eye emoji just with the way that he's looking at them does that make sense
0: (laughs) No, I get you. Like, um, I think obviously because in some films, in some situations, actors have to kind of force that chemistry with their co-star. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think because Johnny Depp is such a naturally charismatic guy and generally nice, that it was probably easy for um, the actresses and actors that he works with to find that connection and you know portray the romantic side to it because you know if i was staring into johnny at depp's eyes (laughs) so wounding you
1: know literally like i said i didn't really find him attractive but like there's just something about him where i'm just like you're just so beautiful like i kind of want to just sit here doe-eyed at you and just be like blink blink you can say anything mr depp like he's just an interesting man
0: he is he generally is um obviously dark shadows came out before tusk by you know um two Dark years, shadows i think yeah so you know from that it's amazing that in the space of two years he went from a French-Canadian detective with a dick nose to <laughs> a My Chemical Romance emo um, emo vampire, you know? Yeah. I love it. it me too. Um, there is one film that he's done that I do want to talk about, and I think you've watched it, um, Secret Window. So I watched... I've seen half of it. Yeah. So... I would I had to um, <laughs> watch ending explain videos on this because you know I'm a person that understood Inception and Shutter Island, but I did not <laughs> understand the ending of this film. That says a lot. Um, I didn't actually know it was based off a Stephen King novella and you know <laughs> we will eventually yes. get round to a Stephen King. <laughs> maybe probably i was about to say
1: we might have like a literal like ongoing stephen king like j- i would love to dedicate like whole episodes to his stuff but yeah. if you want a podcast that does talk about stephen king all the time you can listen to the losers club um podcast they are pretty good and they do deep dives on a lot of his shit well yeah, all but- of his shit
0: because you know he's just everywhere that man i swear I'm like watching something, and it's like based off a Stephen King novel, and I'm like, "What the fuck? What is this man doing here?" Because um, he's like
1: iconic
0: um, or something.
1: Say, I was gonna say, go ahead and say, like one of the greatest horror. Well, I believe that he's the greatest horror author of our generation, but we can probably get into a verses on that sometime soon.
0: Oh yeah, because I've got one that is my equivalent to a Stephen King and people could probably figure out what it is but you know i've got a writer that was a very big part of my childhood um but anyway secret window so you've only watched half of it what what so far are your thoughts and feelings on it i
1: um i think that you know this about me but i'm like uber obsessed with matthew gray goobler like if i had to leave val for somebody that wasn't ben kissel it would probably be matthew gray goobler like he's so fine and the entire time i was like you could honestly just swap out johnny depp with matthew gray goobler right now like he looked so different as a blonde and with glasses and that hair and he was like wearing that robe a lot which is just like a matthew gray goobler type of type of vibe Mm -hmm. um but he was um interesting in this so far um I don't know if it was just the way that the script was written but this may be one of the only films so far and maybe it's because I haven't finished it um that I just didn't feel like he was a real person does that make sense? Like, I could tell that he was a
0: character in a script. Like, he didn't feel like he
1: could be a legitimate person.
0: I, I can totally understand what you mean. And um, do you know the ending or... I don't. This is something that I literally have no context about. But I will okay. say that
1: I had to stop after, like, that dog scene. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the same with any kind of, like, animal killings or animal deaths in films for some reason, gets me more than human deaths. Like, I hate pets dying or pets getting killed. Well, and I
1: will say that um, that dog was a healer and Empanada's a healer, so it was just kind of like... So I paused it, and then Mm -hmm. um, I got to the part where the house was burned down. And they were looking at their insurance papers, but Mm -hmm. um, then I fell asleep, so...
0: Okay, I won't say anything about the ending because I want to know your thoughts and feelings after you've watched it. Okay. Um, But I completely understand what you mean by he doesn't feel like a real person. Like, he wouldn't be someone you could just meet um, in every day. He feels very much, like, written sort of thing. Yes, And... And
1: Not saying that you would go and like meet Barnabas Collins or like
0: Edward Scissorhands,
1: but those felt. (laughs) But those felt like
0: they could be real real.
1: people, but they were fleshed out more. So I don't know if it's the writing or if it was his acting.
0: Um, I would say um i want to say it's going to be definitely the writing because because look at the rest of his catalog oh i think so yeah um
1: an actor can only be as good as the writing and that's also why i Uh... will say time and time again on this podcast and everywhere that like if it's not a good script it's not going to be a good movie
0: yeah especially when it's adapted from you know a book, especially a Stephen King book, who is very well thought out in how he writes his characters. Yes. I mean, I haven't read many Stephen King books, but from what, you know, I see and understand of Stephen King, he knows exactly what his characters are, how fledged out they are, and you know He's very descriptive with his characters. Yeah. So yeah. So for this I would definitely say it was probably the adaptation of his book to the script. So, you know, whoever did that, um slap yourself across the face, sort of thing. Um, because how the fuck dare you ruin Stephen King, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's been done many times and even Stephen King's ruined Stephen King. That is true. <laughs> so you that know, not saying much. <laughs> But yeah, um, ending is mm, yeah, not. Oh, I think if it was, mm, I don't know. I don't know how to say this without saying it. Um, but yeah, uh, not your favorite, so it's not our favorite n- per- Johnny Depp performance. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't bad. I definitely think it was the script that was not great. Because we've seen, you know, how Johnny Depp can take something serious and, you know, just elevate it. Like, you know, Edward Scissorhands and Sweeney Todd, like, he knows when, you know, he knows how to be serious. Yeah. And this just, I don't know, it felt like something was off. And I definitely felt it may have been the script, and he may not have been feeling it. I'm not too sure, because we we know what Johnny what Johnny Depp's acting skills are like, you know. Yeah, and just, we know that he can do off. it. Yeah, yeah. It definitely felt off. So yeah, I mean, once you've watched it, I'm sure I'll get a text and go, "Bitch, what the fuck? What the fuck was that?" Probably fair <laughs> enough.
1: But like researching him for this episode. I felt like I was a little bit blindsided because I don't know why I never, like, thought about it before, but, like, he's never won an Oscar. And, like, everybody was pitching a fucking fit about Leo not winning an Oscar. It's like, Johnny Depp doesn't have an Oscar. What the fuck? And I know that we've said it time and time again that, you know, the Academy Awards, like, rarely acknowledge horror actors like or movies or crew members but like Johnny Depp this man is a legend in the acting community and he doesn't have one what the fuck yeah Uh. uh
0: it's so difficult because again I think I've said it before but the Academy Awards tend to you know award the artistic films you know artistic interpretation films um or the ones you know are highly highly produced like it's very disappointing how they do awards you know certain films um and certain directors and certain you know actors and actresses i'm not saying you know the actors and actresses don't deserve them but I definitely think most years there is always someone's performance that is a bit better than the winner's, you know? Yeah. And um,
1: It's like, do they not like him because he's a character actor? I don't know, but give that man a damn Oscar.
0: Yeah. It, it... Has he even been nominated? I think he this? has been nominated. Okay. So for the um, British film film academy awards he's been nominated two times one zero um golden globes he's been nominated 10 times won once uh people's choice award which you know doesn't really mean shit um nominated 19 times one fifteen 15 times okay so um, the people
1: love johnny Dupp.
0: Yeah. Um Screen Actors Guild Awards, nominated three times, one win. Um Kids Choice Award, um nominated ten times, one three. Um NTV Movie and TV Awards, nominated eight times and won five times. Um Academy Awards, he's been nominated three times and won none. So the fact so- he's only one, been nominated three times in the whole of his career is an absolute truth. Bravesty. So, do you want to know what he was nominated for? Yes. So, two thousand four, he was nominated Best Actor for Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. Two thousand five, Finding Neverland, and two thousand eight, Sweeney Todd and the Demon, um, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Damn. He has not been nominated in the past two decades. Damn yeah that's absolutely fucking ridiculous and he's been in things as well since then yeah
1: it seems like hollywood doesn't like johnny depp but the people like johnny depp and i feel like it might be because he is such like a genuine like down-to-earth nice guy like, he's not part of the, that type of, he's not wrapped up in Hollywood the way that other celebrities seem to.
0: He he doesn't get lost in the, you know, the lights, the glitz and the glamour, like, you know, ex-wife, ex-wife he did, does and has.
1: And like, it saddens me to like, know that Hollywood turned their back on him so quickly, but... We do live in a world where we believe DV victims, so I get why it originally happened. And, like, as far as his personal life goes, I feel like that this trial just proved that, yeah, he might not be totally innocent in what happened, but he's definitely not the monster that Amber Heard portrayed him to be.
0: No, I mean, no one in the world is 100% innocent and everything. And everyone has their flaws. And, you know, Johnny Depp has taken the steps to improve his life. Like, he is completely sober now. He, yeah. um, you know, took that responsibility on himself. And, you know, listening to how he's speaking in the trial about his addiction and his alcoholism, he was like, I only, you know, I was hurting myself. Like, I was doing this damage to me he didn't blame anyone else, he didn't blame it on, you know, ex-wife, doesn't blame it on anything but himself, and, you know, it takes a lot of courage for, you know, especially men who are very, you know, closed up on their emotions, to admit, like, this, this is all me, no one else is to blame for this shit but me, and that takes guts, and I really hope his career has a resurgence after this, you know, like Brendan Fraser's career is having a resurgence after Hollywood blacklisted him after he came out of allegations um, himself. So, you know, I we are very much a believer of victims. But Johnny also was saying and telling us and showing us he was a victim as well and his career got completely crushed while her career has completely thrived. And you know what? There is a petition to get Amber Heard removed from Aquaman 3. I believe it's close to 3 million signatures. I'm surprised that she hasn't been already. Well, this is the thing. So Aquaman 2 was supposed to come out this year. Um, I think November, December time. They have pushed it back to March next year. And people were speculating that might be because they're removing her scenes from the film and having to reshoot with a completely different actress. We can hope, we can pray. But, you know, if you want justice for Johnny, tweet the studios that are still hiring Amber Heard. Sign the petitions. Speak up for domestic violence victims that haven't had their voices heard like we believe all victims but we should also listen to both sides and johnny's side is now getting the time of day that it deserves you said something just
1: then that kind of like struck me like i feel like this trial is like low-key invasive like we're learning a lot about these two people like had this have just been a regular person like this would be a Mm non-story but like I hope with how widely publicized this has been it shows people that men can also be victims of domestic Mm -hmm. violence and I think that that's important for our society to realize and it sucks that it took a big name actor for people to like realize that women can also hurt men like it's not it, there, it's a two-way street here mm-hmm. and my heart breaks that he had to go through that and I'm still like I'm following it but like
0: at a distance there's a
1: yeah at a distance because it it just it really saddens me to like know that all of this has happened to him and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm a very empathetic person so it just like hurts me to know that he had to go through all this and, like, everybody turned their back on him.
0: Definitely, definitely. And, you know, I've been watching it, you know, rather closely. um, And, you know, some of the shit that has been played, shown, spoken about in, you know, the trial so far has been very heavy and, you know, probably extremely very hard for... Johnny to talk about like he's had to talk about his childhood and you know his m- mum's abusive towards him when he was younger um yeah. and you know him and his relationship with Amber Heard and you know I I was following it very closely until Amber Heard got on the t- <laughs> on um you know the stand and I just can't watch her have you seen i've seen videos of her like fake crying also and my dog stepped on a bee what's that got to fucking do about johnny depp huh
1: there was i saw a tiktok this girl was like reenacting the stupid shit that amber heard has been saying like she said something like he slapped me then i turned around to look at him Mm -hmm. and it's like if he slapped you I'm sorry, sis. But then, how are you gonna turn around? Like, is he behind you?
0: Does she mean he slapped her, and she looked at him after he slapped her, or literally is she making just this fabricating up? Like, it? I have also seen people make clear evidence that she is reciting lines from movies. That's disgusting yeah like word for word she has recited um stuff from um Gilmore Girls um sorry, met Hallie um Sally when Sarah Sally met Harry I think um Pretty Woman I think like there there is loads of shit that she is just taking lines from movies and fabricating it and when she is quote unquote crying i know some people ugly criers like i'm a very ugly crier it does not look
1: like she has any tears dude
0: it looks extremely forced and you know she ain't that great of an actress well i'm not a crier
1: um like i'm just somebody who doesn't really cry a lot so it's just like girl if you're not really gonna cry don't don't pretend to
0: no it's just you know I I truly hope Johnny wins this I really do and if he even doesn't. if he doesn't the evidence is out there and hopefully he can start putting his career back on track but you know I think it's wins because fuck that woman um, unless they pull some fucking like OJ shit where like the glove
1: doesn't fit must acquit like there would have to be some knockout evidence for literally any court to oh, yeah. to rule against him. Because it's the audio alone. The audio of her saying, I didn't hit you. I didn't punch you, Johnny. I hit you. There's a difference. Like, yes, i hit you. I'm sorry, but, like, that should be case closed right there.
0: It's literally. <laughs> she, she admitted, admitted it. it. Exactly, and there's audio of um, after she um, threw a glass at Johnny uh, at Johnny, and you know severed the top of his finger off, and she's like, and you know, she was like, oh my god, what is he gonna say? What are we doing? What the fuck? He literally could have lost his whole finger because it got infected and he had to have surgery after surgery after surgery. And, you know, yes, there are some some very funny things that have come out of this, like Officer Squarehead. I'm using that forever. But there is so much evidence of clearly her being abusive towards him. We really haven't seen much of him evidence of him being abusive like yeah there's pictures of her you know having bruises on her but there's so much evidence that you know that was that she's a liar real yeah that the bruises and stuff like that are not real and there's pictures someone did a very good tiktok video of comparing the bruises on her face to bruises um when people get botox perfect match exactly how what it looks like if you got botox And I just, I really hope the jury do the right thing.
1: (laughs) Well, you know how wonderful the American um, judicial system is. So, you know, it's sad that as an American, I have, like, almost no faith that um, legitimate court cases will have any validity in this country. But, you know that's a topic for a different podcast
0: (laughs) yeah we can just hope and we can just keep our fingers crossed um that you know johnny gets the win that he deserves and we we just hope to see him in more films especially horror films in the future like god please johnny fuck up fuck off all the other films just go back to horror we'll have you we yeah, love you the
1: horror community will have you mr depp um how cool would it be though i feel like he would make i don't know who needs to write this but he would make a super cool jack the ripper
0: oh with that like it. victorian type stop it. that sounds so sexy <laughs> that sounds so sexy i can picture it now oh but like, like an American Psycho sort of thing, but Jack the Ripper. Oh, stop it! If anyone wants to hook us up with the, you know, story, we're on it. And you know, what. who would be a good director for that? I don't want Tim Burton. I'm sorry, Timmy, you're you're, you're out. Hmm. Oh,
1: I don't know. Who do you think? I, I don't mean, know. Hold on, but Del Toro.
0: Oh. Ooh, I think him and Del Toro could do some magic. Oh, they could, mm. though. Like,
1: because Johnny Dup is a very good character actor. Yeah. Just in the imagery that that would produce. hmm like, I feel like it would... Del Toro would allow him to, like, truly shine mm-hmm. as, like, a spooky, eerie kind of... I don't know who needs to get on this and who needs to hear this, but... <laughs> Please, please give I, us a Johnny Depp, Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. Jack the Ripper movie.
0: Yes, please. Like, I could 100% have pictured Johnny Depp in Crimson Peak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he he could do that role, but Tom Hiddleston could have never done Sweeney Todd. Tom, let's be serious here. Tom
1: Hiddleston could never be Guy Lapointe and Tusk. Mm-hmm. There ain't no way.
0: johnny depp's taking all your roles (laughs) i could also maybe see him team up with some of like the newer directors like ty west could you imagine could you imagine though i think i would fall
1: out i think i would fall out
0: (laughs) oh well we're just gonna probably end it off there because you know Need we say any more about the iconic man that is Johnny Depp? And, you know, he'll probably never hear this. But we just hope that he knows he's got love and support behind him. I was about to say,
1: on the off chance
0: that he did hear this, love you. (laughs) Mm. Love you, babes. Honestly, we got your back, mate. We got your back.
1: That's so true. Well, um... I'm glad that we got to take a look into um, his role in the horror world because it's pretty big.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure we would love to do more deep dives into actors who are a part of, you know, horror movies in the future. And if you've got any suggestions, you can give them to us on our Instagram, which is Horror Huns Podcast, or our Twitter, at Horror Huns Podge. You can literally... Message us, tweet us, anything like that and just say, hey, yeah. you know, would love for you to do like a deep dive on um, this person, that person, or this Jamie movie. Lee Curtis could be a good one, you know. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: she could. Oh, we got to do a Vincent Price episode. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, we we can. We can. Christina Richie. Yes.
1: a Ryder oh i mean
0: we have got stranger things coming up very soon so could be the perfect time for us to do that uh but yes but
1: (laughs) anyway um we will catch you guys next week thank you for listening if you like our podcast please share it with your friends um and just be our like social media mutuals because we want this to be a community-based podcast so yeah that's it. That's all I got. Do you have any other final words? <sighs>
0: Sexy. <laughs>